Hi, this is Olivia Cook. And I'm Amber Duffney. And this is The Empowered Woman. Badass and unfiltered. We show women that they can still be a badass, make a difference in the world, leave a legacy, all while rocking their femininity. Now let's dive in. All right. Thank you for being with us. Hi, Robin. Hi, Amber. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I'm here today with Robin Koenig. So Robin Koenig is uh, the founder and the owner of Rare Find. Robin is a professional, professed, sorry, uh, self-improvement junkie. She's also a certified professional coach and a consultant. She's a podcast host and speaker with an expertise in helping people discover, cultivate, and share their gifts to unlock personal success in life. She's a born communicator that's always learning, always curious, and always connecting with people. With more than 20 years in corporate, nonprofit, freelance, and entrepreneurship, she has a versatile and honest perspective about the path to success and roadblocks in the way. Through her powerful hybrid process of consulting and coaching, her clients go from functional, where it's fine, to optimal, where it's heck yeah. So thank you so much for being here again, Robin. It's always great to have a fellow IPEC coach (laughs) to chat with. Yeah, so awesome. And I appreciate you uh, inviting me. It's so great. Yeah, it's awesome. So Robin's here today to talk to me about resilience. So there's obviously you are a wealth of knowledge and experience, Robin, which is why I was so thrilled to have you on the show. What I wanted you to tell me today is, I guess, what resilience means to you and how you've managed to incorporate and and strengthen that in your own life. Oh, gosh. How long do we have? No. Well, honestly, I I feel like this is such a a topic that I I talk about every day because it's like part of my world where I have to sometimes remind myself that I am resilient. But the reason it's just come so like it's come up in my life so many times that um, I've been able to understand what it means to me and like actually use it really powerfully, Mm. right? This concept resilience. And I'm a, I'm a nerd where it comes to words. I love understanding the definition of words and then trying to process in my brain what it means to me and maybe even how I want to redefine it. Right. I love that. I am such a geek too. We could totally geek out on just that. Maybe another time. (laughs) All the time where even with my clients and such, I'm like, well, let's talk about the meaning of that word. Well, by definition, it's this, and the root of it is this. And so they're just kind of looking at me like, okay, you're a little crazy. Listen, <laughs> right? And so- Because, well, in, in fairness, though, Robin, I mean, as coaches, we know 
that it's important for our clients and ourselves as the coach to understand what a mean a word means to someone because it can mean different things. So, you know, that is part of our job. Yeah. So, you know, it's I get that part of it yeah. too. Yeah, and it's always just, I don't know, to me, it's just kind of fun to be like, well, by definition is this. Now let's correlate that mm-hmm. to like, does that actually apply in your life? And what does that now like start to mean? And maybe it associates with an experience or an analogy or whatever. So- you know, the word, the word resilience by definition <laughs> means withstand or, or recover quickly, right? It's this concept of going through something difficult mm. and then either withstanding it and recovering from it. And when you kind of put it into more like a tangible action, it's a spring back. Okay. So a rubber band, right? Mm-hmm. A rubber band one of those things that, you know, you can stretch and stretch and stretch and it's going to withstand that pressure. And then typically recoil or spring back and stuff. And like, that's, that's the resiliency of that rubber, but sometimes it breaks. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) That's right. And so the reason why that kind of was like a powerful visual, I guess, for me is I think about the idea that there's been a lot of experiences for me in my life, both on the personal side where I've been through, you know, I say a failed marriage, but failed not being a bad thing. Um, it didn't work. So I've been through a divorce. Um, and the idea of being resilient in that process was me being a single mom with a four-year-old son, trying to figure out how I could still withstand this really difficult challenge I was experiencing, but then come back from it better. And yes, that was you know, obviously a very, a a big point in my life where I realized how resilient I truly was because there were some days where I just felt like I wanted to crack. And then there Mm. were other days I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to bounce back from this and I'm going to be, you know, a better person and a better mom and a better partner in life. And so that was kind of like a moment in time where I really started to explore how far could I stretch myself? How much could I withstand and what were the things that I wanted to do and remind myself of as I was going through that experience that it's okay to not feel great, but also you'll come back from it and know that you are stronger than the first time that this kind of situation maybe happened to you, right? The challenge. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's I've I am a single mom by choice. And uh, the ending of that relationship was also not a failure. It was a, it was a good thing, um, the best thing for everybody involved. However, there have been days, even now, um, I mean, my son is six and my daughter is 10, where I'm just like, can I do this today? <laughs> but we do. And every time we do, like you said, it's building that resilience muscle. And it's, it's getting proof to ourselves. Doesn't matter really what anybody else thinks, but getting you know, it's it's gathering proof of our own resiliency so that we the next time we have that really hard day, <laughs> we remember that we've gotten through 100% of hard days before <laughs> and we will uh we will overcome this as well, right? I love what you just said is um the word proof because you know, like the question I would ask myself in that moment of doubt, right? Of like, man, this is this is tough today. What the question I ask myself is like, what do I need to? And then like fill in the blank. What do I need to 
you know, either just get through the day or what do I need to, to do, you know, to do, to feel better. Or like, it was always kind of like, I had to stop thinking about the fact that resiliency just kind of happens. It's actually something that you initiate and you decide based on what you're telling yourself, right? Always going back to the belief system or or the thought. But yeah. like, you've got to kind of inspire that in your head first, because your body's not going to just do it, right? You can go through the motion of saying, I'm fine, or I, you know, I know I'll get through this. But resilience is like a very specific decision to mm-hmm. back. And then the proof is what creates motivation, right? So when you right. start to see the proof of something improving in your life, or like I use fitness analogies all the time, right? So you start to see the result of like the proof that your work is actually doing something to like right now today, I'm super sore. I just got back to like, you know, training and getting my body back into good movement and workouts. And I'm feeling okay in my body. Well, what's going to happen is the proof is going to be a, the soreness is going to start to go away. I'm going to start to, you know, move faster and lift heavier and do all of these other things. My body's going to change that creates motivation because I want to keep seeing that. Exactly. So I get like, that's cool. I'm seeing the result. But what I'm really doing is I'm focusing on the intention of doing it more, continuing to do it because I'm excited. I'm proud and I'm, I'm seeing the proof. So now I'm more motivated. So it's kind of like when you're in a situation that is really tough and you go back to that mindset of what do I need to do to feel strong today Mm. to bounce back? and withstand and recover, well, I need the proof that it's actually worked. So when was the last time I did that? How did it make me feel? What did I learn from that? And then give yourself that freaking like kick on the ass and be like, I know I can do this today. Now do, now go, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Asking yourself that question. What was it? What was the, the wording of your question again? What is it that I, what do I need to do or say or believe or, you know, like fill in the blank. Right. Yeah. In order to remember my strength sort of thing. Yeah. Like to feel strong today, Mm, right? Like I know that I feel strong or I believe I'm strong when I do this or when I think this or when I'm in this environment, you know, like that comes up in every aspect of our life. Sometimes we might feel that way when we are, you know, in, in a, a business conversation, right. right? Or a meeting. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what, maybe I haven't felt like I've been doing everything I want to do in my career or my business has been suffering, right? COVID is a perfect example mm. of this, right? This global pandemic. And I work with small business owners and they are in a place of, you know, having the doubt regarding their business of the unknowns of what might happen or what, you know, might come back to life or might not. And resiliency is like so powerful because they can take the opportunity to step back from the fear and the sadness and the even the grief process that they might be going through with their business and then kind of be like, well, when I first started, what made me feel like this was the opportunity? What made me feel like a strong, confident business owner? Well, they've probably been been through some up and down ups and downs before maybe not to this level right. to this extent 
But it goes back to, it's not about the scale of it. It's what did you do before to get yourself through that? And then that's what kind of where we get going is like, I know you as a business owner have probably felt doubt before or been scared or felt like you didn't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. What did you do the last time? And what do you need to do now? Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, I keep coming back to that. What do you need to do to feel strong today? Like that is, that is an, a perfect question. If there is such a thing <laughs> um, <clears throat> to ask yourself when you're feeling that. And I can tell you, I will be using that on myself when I have days that I don't feel too bloody resilient because <laughs> we all have them. Right. And like you said, especially now um, going through this pandemic, especially as business owners and it, uncertainty. Yeah. You know, that question can shift a lot your energy and can shift everything in in what you get done or, or how you feel and your motivation level for that day. Yeah, well, because it it is all interconnected. And I know, you know, you as a coach obviously know that concept. And, you know, it seems fairly simple, but it is kind of the foundation of starting to affect change is that interconnection between what you're thinking or believing how it's affecting how you feel or the emotions associated and then the action or inaction that results from that. It always goes back to those three things being connected. I call it the the TFA train, thoughts, feelings, and actions. Mm, yes. It's all connected. It absolutely is. So what are some things that you've done in your own life, like specifically to you know, other than this, this question, asking that to yourself, and obviously, you know, doing that has, has helped. Are there any other things that you can think of that would be potentially helpful for other people who maybe want to build that muscle? Yeah, well, it's interesting, because I think um, at the time, I may not have known what I was intentionally doing to kind of promote this growth, (laughs) or this intention. For myself now I can kind of like you know look back and and kind of see a pattern and one of the things for me is always putting myself into a place of discomfort or pushing the, pushing the boundaries of of being uncomfortable mm-hmm. when it comes to the things that I want to do I mean I'm 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 a very driven person like I've always kind of been that way as a kid but one of the things that I'm able to go back and look at was the idea that even though being like a driven, ambitious kind of person, I didn't ever want to be comfortable in just kind of like what I felt I was good at. I had to really look at like, well, what's that next big step that I could do that's going to stretch me and then be like, okay, great. Now, even though it's uncomfortable, I know I'm probably going to do something not as good as I did before if I stayed comfortable, but I'm going to push the opportunity to grow and then probably fail in some way and then create this sense of resiliency where I can look at it almost like this science experiment and be like, what did I learn from that? Like it's, it's, I didn't think I knew at that time that's what I was doing, but I definitely kept doing it over and over again. And now I can see it as a pattern and be like, okay, when I want to make those decisions, push myself outside of the comfort zone, do something that I probably don't know how to do and just go for it. 
fail, you know, get hurt and then learn from it and then apply it. <laughs> it sounds a little crazy to say it and I kind of put it there, but um, it's kind of been a pattern for me and I, I can tell you a quick story if you want in regards to that. Yeah, um, sure. One of the things that I definitely stepped outside of my comfort zone was after I'd gone through my divorce and, you know, I was a single mom and I was kind of finding my way back. I discovered fitness and I discovered this <laughs> for me. I didn't grow up doing sports or being very athletic at all. And so here I am, you know, in my mid thirties, 35 years old. And I was kind of like, huh, well, I'm going through this really tough spot. I don't want to focus on my health. So I discovered fitness. I was like, I'm going to start to work out and train and learn about nutrition and do all these things that are good for my body and my, and my, you know, emotional situation and everything. Right. So I started, right. I started to work out and, um, realized that I was actually really good at a very specific part of training, which was weightlifting. And I mm. loved it. I was like, it was technical. It was challenging physically. And here I am in my mid thirties, kind of like learning how to lift a barbell and be a, a, a weightlifter as an athlete. And I was like, this is kind of cool, but also this is kind of scary because yeah. I've never done this before. And so I started to train and work out and hired a coach and like really went for it. And at the age of 40, stepped onto my first competitive platform as a Olympic weightlifter. Like when I say platform, I mean like a wooden platform, which is where you compete in the actual sport. Oh my God. And that's so crazy. <laughs> I'm going to be 40 next month. I can't even imagine that is we need to talk about this some more because I, I could definitely use some motivation to get myself exercising. That is so amazing. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> it, yeah, no, it's like, and again, it, if I had maybe asked myself five years before that of like, oh, is this something you would do? I'd be like, hell no. Like what? No, this is like, no, I'm not an athlete. I don't, you know, like I didn't believe it right in my mind. Right. And so I decided, I was like, you know, this is something I want to try. And it's not something I'm going to do as a career. I'm not like, this is really just for me. This is about testing a limit and a boundary and a capability that I've never really done before. So let's see what happens. And so I, I, I had my first competition at the age of 40 um, and loved it. I was like, this is inspiring. You literally step out onto the the actual platform. If you've ever seen weightlifting as a sport, like you know, in the Olympics, right? You've got one athlete on the, on the stage with a barbell, you've got three judges and then people watching you lift a heavy weight. And it's like, you're, it's like you're on the stage, right? Performing. <laughs> yeah, and absolutely. Not only, not only is that, does that, you know, show resiliency and you're growing, you know, your health and whatnot, like that's hella brave girl. <laughs> like, wow. Super brave. It puts you in this place of like, I call it the oh shit moment, right? It's like the moment you step out there because literally you're standing there and everybody's staring at you going, okay, go ahead. Like, go ahead and lift that. And so I, you know, I did that. I was 40 years old for three years. I competed. I competed locally. I you know, did quite well. I was very surprised at how well I did. And every year for three years in a row, I, I qualified for nationals, which was just the proof, right? For me, it was right. back to the idea that I was having the the proof that 
what I was doing was doing something for me to grow and learn. But what happened was as I would then experience something difficult in my life, I would go back to the feeling that I have when I step on the platform, right? Here I am my business. Well, when do I, when do I feel most strong? When I get onto that platform and I get ready to lift a barbell over my head, that's, you know, really freaking heavy. And I never in my thought I could do that. And I did to a high level. And now what does that mean for me and my business? How do I go and use that as the idea that, okay, well, there were plenty of times that I didn't do it. Plenty of times that I didn't make the lift. Plenty of times that I didn't qualify for something or feel like I was as strong as I wanted to be. But I was resilient because I came back and I was like, I want to, I want to figure out how to do this better. My body needs to recover and all of those things. So I apply that then to the business and I think about what I'm telling myself in my head and what I'm feeling and what I'm doing when I step on that platform. That's where that came into play for me. And then I kind of extracted that as all of the different experiences that I've done something kind of like that, whether it's deciding to compete in weightlifting or starting a new business, which is just as freaking scary as lifting a heavy barbell, you know? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Different fears, but yeah, definitely still terrifying as hell. I've been there, done that. Yep. (laughs) Or being a parent, right? A single Mm. parent, whether, you know, whether you're a single parent or not, it's like being a parent is really scary because we don't know what to do. There's no... Guide they do not come with a with a manual, which I'm still I'm going to take this up with God when I get there, because, you know, <laughs> they really should. <laughs> One for specifically for that child, because they're all different. And how many have you have you you know felt like you failed and then oh. had to step back and how do I how do I withstand this? I have four teenagers. Sometimes I'm like, how do I withstand this and then recover quickly so I can get back to being a better parent? a better, you know, partner for my husband now and, and, and just show up better. It all relates back to me believing that I can, that I'm resilient, that I can recover and that there's proof of it. Yes. Yeah. I think that's an amazing story. And I'm, I'm just blown away by that. Like, I, I think that is just so friggin' brave and, and so phenomenal. Um, myself coming from growing up I never had to worry about weight like I was just I was like 105 pounds or something when I got pregnant with my daughter and I I've never struggled with weight and now that I'm you know of a certain age it's 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 become an issue and it's I just think that that's amazing if you can do it maybe I could or you know I could get myself back into shape and I and I I hope that that inspires someone else today that's listening because that's pretty huge and and like you said building that proof right it's the the proof is in the pudding you know every time you do even the smallest thing like there's times when it comes to parenting you know where I go to bed my kids are asleep and then I just cry (laughs) because I we didn't have a good day and then you you wake and then you cuddle them and then you wake up the next morning and you start over again because and then you know potentially the next morning you have a wonderful morning like and it reminds you that hey I I can do this but there's going to be times that are hard but I can get through those hard things that's 
I think that's that's the key, right? Is is building that that proof of of the ability mm-hmm. to overcome. Yeah. And and you know what else too is interesting is everybody's everybody's proof is different. Meaning like what what I'm seeing as a result of it may be different for what you need to see in order to change that belief, right? So yes. you know, and that yeah. Very, very personalized yeah, individual. That, that can be yeah. really difficult sometimes, even in the fitness space, right? Because I was also a trainer for a while. And, you know, I would have um, a new client come in and perhaps, you know, their goal or their intention wasn't to lose weight, but to see, you know, maybe different body composition, right? Like I had to really understand right. what's the proof that's going to be important to them to have value for them to, to change yeah. whatever it is they're doing and doing it differently to get the results, right? You go back to um, Atomic Habits. James Clear is one of my all-time favorites. Um, about mm. changing the system, not focusing on changing the result, right? So what change right. in the system, the habits associated and so forth, which will eventually affect the results. But if you focus on the result, then you're probably always going to wind up going back to it over and over again because you haven't changed the system associated, which is really the key. And Mm -hmm. so that ultimate proof, if I understand better, whether it's somebody in the gym or a business owner coming to me and saying, what is the proof that's going to help you believe that what you're doing or what you want to change is worth it? That's like mm. so important because that's what's going to put them into that frame of mind that now it's worth it and yes i might have to pull on some of those um the the resilience strings right to say like i know i because mm-hmm. i've done it but you've really got to understand what that proof is for them to keep doing it over and over and going back to it and like for me stepping up onto that platform and being a competitive weightlifter the proof was that I was doing something that never in a million years what I have planned to do, but I decided to do it with a very specific purpose. And like looking at it and like just putting it on paper, it did not make sense to me. Like, like I could be like, this is my class and these are the numbers that I'm going to hit. And I had to surround myself with people that believed it was possible as well, which is exactly why I had to hire a coach who could look at the numbers and say, this might not seem reasonable or realistic to you, but I'm telling you by doing this and by doing this and getting out of your head, you will do this. And he was right. He was totally right. But I needed somebody to help me with Mm -hmm. that. And that's exactly what you and I both get to do with our clients because they they just look at it on paper. They're like, are you crazy? Like, are you sure that we can go from here to here in, you know, three months or six months or 12 months? And you're like, yeah, but let me know what the proof is that you need in order to validate that so that you can come back when you fail, you can be resilient and you can focus on the intention. Yeah. Yeah. Over and over again, even when it's hard. Yeah, because it is. Life is hard. Starting a business is hard. Growing a business is hard. Parenting is hard. You know, building a career. Uh, You know, none of this stuff is supposed to come easy, right? But it's so worth it, which is why finding that magic question, the answer to that magic question, which, like you said, is going to be very different for everybody. um, You know, what proof do you need? 
that makes you say that I'm going to stay the course, make you, you know, that makes you continually come back, you know, even after it gets really hard and even after some setbacks and and all those things, you know, what is it worth to you? And when you find that drive, um, that whatever that thing is for your clients, and I'm sure you've seen it with your clients. I know I have with mine. It's like a light bulb goes off, right? Yeah. And they, and they, something shifts within them where it's, it's just like, it's not a matter of if it's just when. Totally. Absolutely. Like I, I love, I I actually do a lot of speaking and one of the things that I love to end my presentations with is question. Like there's no doubt that you can affect change. The real question is how long are you willing to wait? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I kind of, a lot of times the, the response it's a little bit of a gut punch, <laughs> but a good one. Yeah, they just kind of like go, huh, okay, you know? And then and then the other piece of it is like, I heard this, I did not make this up, somebody else said it and I thought it was brilliant, was um, you can either wait or create. Mm, I like that. I think I need to put that quote on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep. yep. It's true and it applies and I actually have it on my whiteboard and I throw it out there all the time and my kids look at me and I'm crazy. Sometimes <laughs> I'll just throw it out and they're like having a conversation with them. They look at me with the total typical teen eye roll and they're like, uh-huh. You know, <laughs> and they're just like, they're like, uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm going to go back to doing what I was doing on Snapchat or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, it does work in the client setting, you know, for the most part. But yeah. um, our kids yeah. never think we're, I mean, they think we're brilliant until, you know, until they don't. <laughs> so I'm waiting for that shoe, that other shoe to drop with my daughter. You know, I already get the eye roll. I'm like, you're 10. How are you so good at an eye roll already? But <laughs> she is my daughter. So <laughs> yeah, no. And, 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 um, you said something earlier, I should have written it down, something in regards to um, kind of improving your life. I think that's what you said about. um, And the one thing that I also truly believe is that, you know, we avoid changing, we avoid doing something different because it's hard. And because we're things that we're doing it wrong. Yeah. Yep. And I feel like that's something that when, again, when we start to be able to kind of like distance ourselves from whatever it is that's going on. That is really hard because it is emotional, right? It kind of all encompassing sometimes and we can separate ourselves or have somebody else help us see things a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. But it's like that judgment is so strong to say, well, it's really hard because everybody else is doing it this way and I don't know how. And so I suck, right? It's like this whole crazy, right? We're telling us our whole new story, but yeah, they they make a story up in their head or we as humans cuz we all do it. Yeah. Yeah. And we think we're doing it wrong, so we're just like, well, that's why it's really hard because I'm doing it wrong and it's like, well, that may that may or may not be true, right? Like what is it that you're doing? But if you think about this idea of doing something that is really hard and staying, you know, focused on it, looking for the proof and understanding that you can be resilient, then 
at mm-hmm. the price of admission for doing something greater than what you think is like average or mediocre, right? Like that's what it, yeah, that truly is what it takes. Yep. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want to have a mediocre life, then okay, no judgment. Right. But if you want to have, if you want to do something amazing, you have to build your resiliency. That is like one of the top things that I think is key to successful people is they don't give up when shit gets hard. (laughs) You know, they might fall down, but they get back up. Yeah. And and they don't avoid the challenge. Mm. No, it's going to be hard. Right. You know, you still show up. Yeah. And maybe that day it is harder than it was the day before, but then you go back in the next day and you're like, huh, it's like, you're seeing those small improvements and those small things that are actually getting better. And then over time, there's, there's that aha moment where you're just like, oh my gosh, it actually did change, right? All of a sudden, my business did start to make money or people did start to come back. But that does take the time, the consistency, you know, in, in athletics, the training, the, the sweat, mm-hmm. right? Like weightlifting yeah. is extremely boring. Right. And I and I say that with with sport, it's extremely boring because all it is is repetition. It's right. Focus on repetition so that you can really ingrain in the technique, so you can build capacity. And but it can be really boring. Like there's you don't really mix it up that much. And so some days you're just kind of like, oh, I'm doing this again. You may not want to do it. It may not be as good as the last training session, but then the next day you go and you're like, how did I hit that? How did I do that? Mm-hmm. I just kind of kept doing it. And then one day yeah. things will start to improve and you'll see the change. Um, yeah. But like James Clear, going to go back to, <laughs> I always refer back to yeah. this stuff, but he talks about this concept of the small improvements that then lead to something that's really big to change. And he compares it to an ice cube where You may not see the changes in that ice cube degree over degree. Like if you just stared at, you're not going to be like, okay, this ice cube is changing by degrees in temperature. And then at some point it's going to melt. And that's a significant Mm -hmm. change, right? From a solid to liquid. You didn't see it probably happening, but at some point the the degrees are going to change and all of a sudden it's going to convert or in reverse, it'll be like, you're not going to stare at the ice and then all of a sudden it's actually going to become, or you stare at the water and then all of a sudden it becomes ice. Well, Mm -hmm. those are like the degrees of your change over doing something or just maintaining a focus for a period of time, small, small, small changes. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's like totally different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's, that comes to, it makes me think of momentum, right? Cause you know, resilience begets momentum because you know the more you do the little things I like I always I always go back to using baby steps like the more little baby steps that happen you don't realize like going all of a sudden that liquid has turned into a solid or vice versa and it's like oh shit I did that um but it's the consistency and and going back going back for more (laughs) but every little every little bit Every little step that you make in, you know, if we're talking weight training, you know, that, that other, you know, five pounds that you hit or that extra five pounds that you were able to lift, whatever, however you want to look at it, it might not seem like a big deal at, in that moment, but 
it's like, wait a second, last week I couldn't do this. So that is kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. You move the needle, right? You move the needle a bit. And um, I, I mean, I definitely celebrate those those victories, you know, I mean, I celebrate them, you know, for my like, you know, fitness or whatever, but I also celebrate it when it comes to the business, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's important to keep in mind sometimes that again, we might have really big dreams, which is awesome. Like definitely go after that, put them out there, build this vision for what that, you know, where you want to go when it comes to your bigger vision and life and, and all of those things but also know that it's not going to be overnight and know that it's going to take some of that hard work and the small steps that you can get there are super important to just keep you moving along. Yeah. You know? And don't forget to celebrate. You know, I don't, I don't have any problem whatsoever showing up to like, I have a coach too, right? Like, you know, to show up in that conversation and be like, you know what? The win for today was this and I'm going to celebrate it. And you know, be able to mark it down and then show yourself that progress. Cause on those days when you are feeling like crap and maybe don't believe that it's making a difference, you can go back and look at that, that path that you've taken and how far you've come. And that's super important. Like I'm a huge believer in documenting progress. Mm. Um, so many ways, like in my fitness training and my weightlifting, I used to document all of my, all of my yeah. training sessions. Cause I wanted to be able to go back and be like, remember that day and what, how did I feel? And did that weight feel like shit or did it actually go up easy? And then go back and look at it so that six weeks into my training, I can remind myself how far I've come. And it's the same with business, yeah. right? It's the same with kind of like, like, well, where did I start? And how many clients did I have? Or what were my sales? Like, you got to put something on paper. And sometimes it's hard. It's like looking in the mirror, especially when you're talking about money Mm -hmm. and you're looking at your finances and you're like, you know what, give myself some freaking credit here that I've done something valuable, done something good to see progress, but don't be afraid to look at the numbers Mm -hmm. because it might be scary, but it's the only way you're really going to know if you've made progress. And if you haven't, you still kind of want to know that and figure out why. Information is, is valuable, right? Because like you said, it's either going to <clears throat> give you proof that what you're doing is moving the needle or that it's not. And then that's value just as valuable because then you can look at what's not working. Win-win. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without the judgment of like, I'm a terrible business right. owner or I suck at this, right? Like, okay, well, let's just remove the the personalization here and be like, what do you do well? And what could you improve on? What do you need to make that change? You know? And 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 that's where kind of like the idea of like, well, I know what's possible. What resources do I need? Then it's kind of like, well, now just solve the problem. Mm-hmm. It's a puzzle, mm-hmm. right? Like let's figure out the missing pieces. And, you know, that's what I help a lot of clients do is like, well, what's the missing piece? Right. Well, maybe it's not doing it. Who do we need now to get involved so that you can take this off your plate or, you know, make this better? Because maybe it's not something you're really good yes. at. Okay. Yeah. Let's just go with that. <laughs> I'm not good yeah, at cuz not I mean you're not going to be good at it, and not everybody's going to be good at everything and and no. there's some things, you know, so, especially when it comes to building a business, like there's some things that I just absolutely hate doing and that I, you know, I have had to figure out a way, you know, as far as let's take marketing for example, like there's 
certain ways of marketing that will, you know, light me up and that are in my zone of genius. When I do those, I'm on fire. When I force myself to do the other things that I don't like doing, um, that drain my energy, I don't make progress anyway. (laughs) And I think it's finding that, finding the things that work and then delegating some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Right. And and we're, we're speaking, uh, our energetic language here, right. Talking about energy leadership and how, you know, that idea of force puts you into a catabolic energy or a negative space where you're just like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Like force creates resistance. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when you realize what are you putting off and why, well, it's probably because you don't want to do it or you don't know how to do it or whatever. Well, doesn't mean you have to figure it out or that you have to do it, but solve the problem and figure out what do you need in order to make that happen, especially if you know you're going to show up and it's a drain and you're going to procrastinate and you're not going to want to do it and you're going to be all negative about it anyway. So, you know, I, I love I love being um, a, a business owner and I love I'm a solopreneur, right? Like I don't have yep. anybody employed or on my team, but I have a team. I have resources and because I'm not supposed to do my business by myself, I just choose to, you know, organize it myself and make the, be the decision maker. But I definitely have resources and people that I've surrounded myself with to help me in all of those things that I don't want to do. And that lets me be better at all of the things that I do want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. Well, you know, I think that it's, it's really been a really good conversation that we've had here today. And I really thank you again so much for, for coming on Robin, because you have, you know, you have achieved a lot of crazy and amazing things in your life. And, you know, talking about how resilience has helped you is, is awesome. And I think one big takeaway that I'm definitely going to do going to use from this is asking myself, what do I need today to feel strong? You know, to feel powerful. That's awesome. Well, and thank you for the invitation and for letting me, you know, tell stories and stuff like that's what I just honestly love to do. If I could spend every day talking with people and having conversation and talking about word definitions and telling stories, I mean, that's, that's just joy for me. So, you know, forget all the other things. I'll let everybody else do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So what I'd love you to do, Robin, is if anybody wants to kind of get in touch with you uh, for, you know, speaking or coaching or consulting or anything like that, do you want to maybe just tell us a little bit about what it is that your business does and, um, and then maybe how they can contact you? And I can always put your email or your contact information in the show notes. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that too. You know, my approach is really this hybrid approach. So I am a small business consultant and coach. So what that means Mm -hmm. is I help small business owners that are struggling with all the things of running a business, you know, helping them get focused and organized so that they can work less, but still earn more and spend more time doing what they love with the people that they want or the Mm -hmm. people that they Right. And so the side of me lets them figure out the roadmap of what are the resources, what are the missing pieces and tell them what they can do specifically. And then when they get stuck, I can help them as a coach. I can help them figure out the mindset. I can help them kind of sort through the, you know, the stories and, and the mindset and all of those things. And so that's why my approach is really this hybrid approach. 
to help them be more stable, sustainable, and scalable for the long term. Like that's my passion. So as far as connecting with me, um, my website is robinkoenig.com. And that's a great way to just kind of get a sense of what I do and why I do it for speaking, for coaching, for consulting, and all of those fun things. Um, my email is probably the easiest way. So hello at robinconig.com. Um, and LinkedIn. LinkedIn is always an awesome platform. So you know, you can find me on LinkedIn and shoot me a message that way and you know, just kind of get the conversation started, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will I will put that uh, that stuff in the show notes uh, as well. Well, thank you very, very much for being here. And uh, anyone else who has a story that wants to share that with us and potentially help some other women along the way, would love to hear from you. Um, and you can reach us. I will put the notes, uh, the email address for myself and Olivia in the show notes as well. Thank you very, very much. Thanks, Amber.